Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Ground Podcast. Sorry about all of the technical difficulties here. OBS crashed on me twice, and it's been a pain in the butt. But um, we got an awesome show. We're going to be going to uh, Galaxy's Edge and having a lot of fun. We're going to do that right here on the High Ground. All right. Hello and welcome, everybody. Uh, thank you for persevering and hanging out with me through all these troubles. Uh, brand new setup. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for getting weird for a while. So thank you guys for for persevering and hanging out, like I said. Um, yeah, I want to start by, you know, we're going to be talking about uh, Galaxy's Edge, which I actually myself have not been to yet, but <sighs> it's okay, it's okay, and don't wow. don't worry about spoilers for me, but I've been wanting to talk about it, and I know how many people love it, and I get to see all these people visit it all the time, I'm super jealous, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll go around and, and talk about it, I'll have everyone um, introduce themselves, and let me know... Um, who are you? Where can we find you and your content? And then my icebreaker for the day is uh, what character do you wish you were? And then what character are you actually? Uh, for this one, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Sawyer first. Hello, it's me again. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Sawyer or Sawyerism on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. And I have not posted a lot recently, but um, a little birdie told me KOTOR was getting a remaster? So I'll be back soon! <laughs> uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, but, okay, um, um, who do I wish I was? Uh, Valkorion. Y'all know that's not true. <laughs> There's no way. Like, <laughs> as much as I want to be, like, I, I'm, I'm too nice. Um, I don't, I don't know who I actually am. I spend too much time in my fantasy of wishing I was like this evil emperor, but <laughs> um, who am I? I've been described as an Ahsoka before. So yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. I That's mean, good. That's good. You seem like sad that you have to settle for being Ahsoka. That's, <laughs> yeah, That's because I want to be Valkoria. <laughs> she, she wants to be the tippy top uh, Sith Emperor, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, next up, we actually have Kier, and I, I know it says Amanda will be fixing that shortly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, how about you? Where can we find you and your content? Um, yeah. Who, Hi, who I'm here. And who are you? Yes. Awesome. Um, excited to be here. Uh, I'm on TikTok and I'm on Instagram, though I'm way more active on TikTok. Um, so you can find me definitely there posting daily all the time. Um, also excited about the KOTOR remake, definitely posting about that too. So yeah, if you can't tell from my KOTOR 2 shirt here I've got on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't. I am so sorry I have to leave. Um, I have to leave. I cannot be on this podcast anymore. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of my favorite Star Wars shirt. So, anyway. Um, Can you, like, her- move the microphone so I don't have to see him? Yeah, or- absolutely. Here, I've got, I've got Mara and Atten 
Here we go. <laughs> Much better. No, 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 don't, don't show me him. Nope. <laughs> no, Nihilus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who, what character do I wish I were? I mean, I've got some serious, like, you know, Darth Talon, like Empress evil fantasies. I wish I was Ahsoka, if I'm being perfectly honest. She's kind of amazing. So Sawyer, you've got that locked down. I, what character am I? Man, I'm like C-3PO, Dio, like, no thank you, here are the facts, awkward, like, <laughs> that's probably more of who I am. I I, I, I get that. that. That's actually, <laughs> when when Dio's like, no touch, like, don't touch. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's more similar. Um, awesome. I, I love it. And last but not least, we have uh, Chris. How about you? Uh, hi, I'm Chris. I'm the co-host of Dark Side Divas. It's a podcast that you can basically find everywhere on every podcast platform. Uh, we're very active on TikTok. And by we, I mean my co-host. Uh, I don't use TikTok that much. Uh, I'm SquireX2 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I usually use Twitter for the character I want to be. Uh, Palpatine, I love I love him so much. Unlike my co-host, apparently, and uh, <laughs> but in real life, I am gonky. <laughs> I, I I love it. I mean, who who doesn't love gonky? Like, I want I want book of gonky right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, obviously, you guys know where to find me. Um, who do I want to be? I mean, I, I, I feel like uh, I, I, I wish I'd have thought about this more myself. I mean, I, I would like to be, believe it or not, Mace Windu, not just because he's black. I, I really love the character. Um, you know what, though? I I, I love Plo Koon, and I kind of feel like I am Plo Koon. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I wow. know it's, it's, a, it's a cop out, um, but <laughs> I do. I do feel like I, I have a lot of uh, Plo Koon-ness. Um But maybe I can say I, I want to be Clink, uh, the little, the little droid with the the arms and stuff that sticks out. He's like a little toddler, and you just want to pick him up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have uh, people want to pick me up in real life energy, unfortunately. So. I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll settle for being Plo Koon. That's a that's a hell of a settle, though. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So this is going to be a, a Disney heavy conversation. Uh, so as such, we got to uh, we got to talk a little Disney before we we truly jump into this. So uh, I want to ask you know, first and foremost about Disneyland. What's your your oldest memory of it right um like what's your your memory your history with the park i was gonna ask favorite movie and favorite song because we we judge people based off of that uh i'm gonna go to uh takira first oh man well i am a huge disney file uh my mom worked for the company i worked for the company uh in the parks so i've been going since i was less than one years old. Um, so I've got lots of memories at the park. Um, I, I love it. And this is Disneyland. I've been to Disney World a few times too, but Disneyland is my my bread and butter. Um, so I'm a big fan. Um, I know a lot about the parks. 
I'm kind, I used to be that obnoxious friend who told you every little thing about it, but now I love to just go and just like be there and vibe and it's the best. So, whew, I mean, my earliest Disney memory, I was obsessed with Chip and Dale as a kid. So I can remember, I can remember waiting in line for Chip and Dale and seeing them for the first time and getting little kisses on the nose by Chip and Dale. So that was, that was a big moment for me. <laughs> Man, favorite Disney movie and song though. Uh, I I mean, it changes like all the time, so I don't really know. It's like my mood. Favorite Disney movie. I love Emperor's New Groove. I can quote almost the entire thing. It's underrated. It's like, oh, it's so good. So I'm gonna go with that. And song. I mean. I'm lately kind of obsessed with the music from Frozen 2. So if that makes me basic, fine, but it's good music. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being basic, all right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes there are things wrong, but not not here, not here. Uh, Thank you. I, I love it. And uh, <laughs> how about you, Chris? Also, I, I feel like we all probably have a big affinity for Emperor's New Groove. I know. Uh, oh, yeah? Chris is probably going to go into that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is literally my favorite Disney movie ever. All, ever really? uh that that movie is one of the funniest movies of all time period it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's a cartoon or not it is so funny uh favorite song is poor unfortunate souls i love that song so much mm-hmm. I, that is my favorite um uh earliest disney movie you know i've my family has taken me to disneyland since as long as i can remember so it's kind of weird how many memories i have and i'm not really sure what year it happened if that makes sense i I remember my mom and my uncle Tim taking me when I was three. I was always, I'm a tall person and I was always a taller child. And so at three years old, my mom tried really hard to get me to go on Space Mountain and Thunder Mountain and Matterhorn. It didn't work out too well for them, uh, but uh, it it turned out okay. Um, And yeah, Disneyland for me is just a place of peace for me. I feel like I'm not alone because I'm surrounded by Disney nerds for the most part. And it's just so cool. Um, everything I love in pop culture is there. And especially now that Star Wars is there and Marvel Land is there, it's just my favorite place in the whole world. I've been to Disney World a few times. I love Disney World too, but it's not Disneyland. Uh, it's Disneyland is my childhood and it's all the awesome stuff condensed in a very small area. Whereas I feel like with Walt Disney World, you have to go around a lot. So, but yeah, that's it for me. Okay, okay. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, I do feel like we're going to have some choice words coming up for uh, Disney World versus Disneyland. <laughs> but um, how, how about you, Sawyer? Uh Well, I guess I'm the odd, but I appreciate the diversity. Um, I, I live in Florida. I have for the past four years, um, and I grew up going to Disney World because that's my dad's happy place. I've been to Disneyland a couple times. Disney World is my home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, um, I've been going there since before I was one. Um, I think I was three months old the first time I did. <laughs> um, yeah, so long, long time. Um, and actually, I think I, I've been there once, at least once the past three weeks. I go a lot. <laughs> um, but no, actually, I just spent my 21st birthday there uh, last week. Um, so that Happy was birthday. the first wow um, yeah that was a, that was pretty awesome to have my first legal drink in galaxy's edge um but uh but yeah no i've been going there forever and ever um my earliest memory is probably 
I, two come to mind. One of them is my dad putting napkins in my shoes to ride Space Mountain. Um, which I was a very small child, so that, you know, uh, unlike Chris, but uh, but I have a Space Mountain tattoo because of that memory, because that was, you know, my first, you know, special connection to Disney World. And my dad and I still go, he'll visit me from Colorado and we'll do Disney trips together. So that, and then I have a memory of going on a Disney cruise when I was like six and they like chose me to do this like special captain's pin trading night and they gave me all these free pins and it was like a magical moment and I was like loving it so and I still have most of those pins so I think those would be my earliest Disney memories um favorite movie can I do Pixar does that count I mean, oh yeah yeah okay. yeah it works my favorite movie is Up I always like go back and forth between Up and Coco I think Coco is the best Pixar film objectively but Up is my favorite mm. um and uh, my favorite song is probably Friends on the Other Side because Aww. I love Dr. Ooh, Facilier. Good choice. Very good yeah. choice. Deep cut. It wasn't, wasn't what I was uh, expecting, but I, I love it. But you were expecting me to say Frozen? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> considering you dressed like Elsa every day for most of your childhood. Um, true story. She has childhood, pictures. I, was 13. I have seen them. Uh, and early it. teens, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, nope, not frozen. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. Also, I, I want to do some some shout outs from from the chat. Um, we had uh, DePaulin here, you know, sharing some love. I always appreciate you. Um, for some reason, OBS is not cooperating with me, so we can't really see the chat. Uh, let me let me see if it pops up. Oh, it is there. It is working. Awesome. Huzzah! Um, that that was like a Hail Mary in it. <laughs> On my preview window, it was not working, not having it at all. So I, I want to you know say thank you for that. Um, and we are getting some some awesome responses. Um, we have uh, Camilla in chat saying Princess and the Frog slaps. Um, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about how they're redoing Splash Mountain with uh, Princess and the Frog. Mm. Which... Oh, I'm so excited about that. Same. Same. I mean, like, considering Song of the South was not the, <laughs> it's not the, it's not the jam uh, for <laughs> for Princess Tiana to to inherit that ride and get it updated. That's like a, a slap in the face. It's it's extra cool. Um, mm. I just remember being little, like, what movie is this coming from? And then my parents are like, don't. Don't talk about it. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. Yeah, well, it turns out racism doesn't age well. <laughs> How about that? Uh, but uh, Camilla's favorite movie is Little Mermaid, and her favorite song mm -hmm. is Go the Distance, which is awesome. Um, we got Brooke in the chat, Emperor's New Groove, her favorite movie, favorite song, Be Prepared. Um, St. <laughs> Pat, favorite movie, Aladdin, song, Never Had a Friend Like Me. I man so i used to go down uh, i'm a, I'm a swing dancer and we used to go down to dapper day and we would um yeah we, we would we would handle our business uh -huh. uh, let's <laughs> got star wars lawyer movie lion king not surprising uh dude has an excellent mufasa a uh, song friend like me the broadway version Oh, yeah, that's good. I used to be an usher for the Broadway at M on in New York. I'd watch that every night. It is so good. It's uh. so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like a crazy cool Broadway number. 
I I didn't know. That's awesome. Uh, I have uh, Scheming for Sriracha, my favorite uh, Disney film. I go back and forth between Aladdin and Lilo and Stitch. Um, underrated. Uh, Show Yourself is a fantastic song. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. The Poison. The Poison for Cusco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of love. Um, now, myself, I grew up kind of i moved up and down the west coast a lot but um from like ages 17 to i i I don't know early 20s i lived in huntington beach and so i was um you know stones throw away from disneyland and back then we could get this socal select season passes and then i wait for my friends from northern california to come down and i would take their pass and turn into a season pass long story short i went to disneyland roughly every sunday for like years like like if there was nothing going on we didn't know what to do let's go to disneyland and that was that was a lot of me growing up so that was just a lot of fun um favorite movie has to be for me it is a toss-up between um Emperor's New Groove and Aladdin um love both of those films so much and as far as favorite song uh, I gotta say make a man out of you slaps um <laughs> and uh stand out can you sing it from can Goofy you sing movie. it for us right now are you a singer let's you, get you know, down to business to defeat <laughs> The Huns. Uh, I, I may or may not cover that song on acoustic guitar. So, oh wow. Um, we'll yeah yeah yeah. It, it'll it'll happen. Although all in all, I think Aladdin has the best overall soundtrack. But that's that's just me. Um, but awesome. All right. So now I now I got your guys' uh your guys' Disney love. Um, now let's just kind of like slide it into uh into Star Wars. So what's What's your earliest Star Wars memory? And this one, I am going to go to uh, Chris first. Uh, my earliest Star Wars memory was my uh, grandfather making me watch Return of the Jedi for the first time. Uh, it was a, uh, a... He had, back in the day with VHS, ooh, uh, he would copy all the VHS tapes he would rent, but they would always have that weird ribbon where the scenes would cut off on purpose if you tried to copy it. Mm-hmm. So there were five-minute blocks for Return of the Jedi I hadn't seen ever until the in the 90s when they did the special editions. I finally got to see those, like the full version of it. And I was like, huh, I never knew that happened in Return of the Jedi. So uh, that, that Return of the Jedi was the only Star Wars movie I'd seen for a, a while until I saw Empire and then I saw A New Hope, which was still Star Wars back then, uh, uh, shortly after that. So I kind of went the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I always love talking. Uh, actually, coming up soon on the High Ground Podcast, not to advertise for future episodes, I'm going to bring in a bunch of people who like found Star Wars this year and dove into it because it changes the perspective completely depending on you know when you jumped into it. Oh, yeah. Um, how about you, uh, Sawyer? Um, yeah, well, two, again, two come to mind, but that's only because they occurred in the same year, I'm now realizing. I don't know which came first because I remember begging my mother to let me watch Revenge of the Sith. I was five because that's when it came out. And I remember her having to borrow 
the DVD from a friend of hers who had bought it when it was when it was released on DVD and her like fast forwarding through certain scenes that she didn't want me to watch. <laughs> um, so I have that memory. Um, and that same year, my, uh, I, oh, darn it. I should, I don't think I, I asked her to bring it down when she was here, but uh, she recently found my invitation for my fifth birthday party, which was Star Wars themed. And that would be my other like first memory. Cause um, it was going to be a pool party, and then I broke my arm, like, a week before, and mm. we had to cancel the pool party, and so my mom, like, got this cookbook, and we had Yoda soda and Obi-Wan kebabs, and, like, so that is my other first memory. I don't even know what that means. What's Yoda soda? Like, that sounds... what, is, what is that? Mountain Dew? No idea. Um, it sounds, it green, sounds awful. Right? I don't know. Uh, and Wookiee cookies. We had Wookiee cookies, too. Nice. Okay. Wookie cookies I can get behind, but mostly because that's a <laughs> that's a Star Wars the Holiday special reference. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, how about you, Kira? Uh, my first Star Wars memories actually has to do with Disneyland. I can remember Star Tours, going on Star mm. Tours a lot. It was a must, but specifically, I remember coming out of Star Tours when it would end, and you'd go into the hallway. You know, you'd drop off the glasses. And then there'd be those the old posters with like Endor, Dagobah, like the yeah. really like old looking ones. And I remember looking at those and being like, I wanna go there. One same thing again and again and again. And I was like, well, why do they have all these here if we can't go there? You know? I I have fond memories of those those posters. <laughs> I so do I. I I do remember those vividly, and it's just staring at the Tauntaun on the Empire or the Hoth one. Hoth, yeah. Um, Brooke says uh, the best soundtrack. Don't disrespect Phil Collins like that. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a valid uh, Tarzan does. I mean, Tarzan goes way harder than it had any right uh, for sure. And also to everyone in the chat, um, I uh, okay maybe maybe I'll I'll make a TikTok of of uh, make a man out of you, but I'm not busting out the guitar uh, here, so so y'all y'all can stop that. Um, <laughs> and for me, I mean, most of you guys already know. I I just my mom was a closet nerd and and I had an old VHS tape of The Empire Strikes Back that I watched until. Uh, my eyes would bleed. I mean, I, I was that kid that would just watch the same thing over and over again. So if I wasn't watching The Empire Strikes Back, I was watching The Labyrinth. Um, mm. And it was just being terrified by it because, I don't know, those Muppets were freaky, but um, <laughs> solid. It's a, it's a great movie as well. That's, uh, that's actually one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm also a huge David Bowie fan. And also, it turned me gay. So there we are. <laughs> I mean, the pants, man. The pants. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I don't remember being freaked out by the Muppets. I was uh, um, engaged. It left an Im impression on you, we'll say. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, jumping to, to, to Galaxy's Edge... Uh, I kind of want want to break it down into like different parts of like you know the atmosphere and then separate it will be like the restaurants, bars, and drinks, and then um, and then the locations, characters, and lore. So first, just just brief overall the atmosphere, uh, how like 
I don't know what what draws you in. What's the best part? What what kind of you know hits you in, in, in the heart um, when you walk in, uh, Sawyer? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think because I Hannah and I discount Bogotan. If you guys, um, I don't know if you know her, but um, so uh, we we've been best friends for 15 years, and so when um, Galaxy's Edge was introduced, we had heard that no one was going in California, and I'm not sure if that was because it wasn't exactly what people were expecting, or just I've heard that the summer season is actually kind of slow for, for Disneyland, so we were like, okay, let's book a trip, and we went, and so I went to the Disneyland version first, um, and then a few months later when I went back to school, I went to, uh, it hadn't opened yet, I think it opened in August in Disney World, um, and I have distinct memories of walking into both the first time it was more magical for me in Disney World, I think, because I think the transition, um, because Disneyland is so compact, you can see it from all these areas of the park. You cannot see it when you're walking into Hollywood Studios. It is concealed. And mm -hmm. even though you can see the tallest spires from before the tunnel, the it, it transitions from a new york subway station to batu and the, it's just beautiful it's like whoa what the heck just happened um and that entrance music is just it entrances you and just i think that is like what first comes to mind when i'm thinking about what i love about it so much because you really do feel transported into another world um and of course you know john williams did the soundtrack for batu and it's just every it's just magical it's magical like um <laughs> disney is magical but um that's you know just the way that it captures your attention and you have no choice but to be forced into this mentality that you actually are in star wars now and uh you go in the bathroom and there's like alien radio station happening like i keep telling people that i one of these days i'm gonna go and i'm just gonna stand in the bathroom for like an hour so i can hear the whole soundtrack because <laughs> they have like a dj who says things sometimes mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. um like, so there's that and there's, you know, the cast members who get really into it and they tell you their backstory and learning about Oga and like this big scary lady that you don't want to piss off. Like just those, the little things that keep you immersed, like that is, that's what first comes to mind. Hmm. Awesome. Now, originally it was going to be modeled after Tatooine. Would you have preferred that? Is this better or worse? Um, what, what, do you, what do you think? You know, I don't i don't think it needed to be um i think that would have been like the basic assumption like oh yeah we're ooh, that mean um i think that creating an entirely different planet and not only doing that but bringing that planet into other areas of canon to reinforce the fact that you are actually a part of the story um was the smartest choice um because it was a new experience for everybody um, and yeah, it doesn't need, yeah, I, I feel like if it was Tatooine, I don't know, there's just something about being a part of a new story that I think you wouldn't have that same, I think if it was Tatooine, it would feel like going to Harry Potter world, where you know it's not Hogwarts, you know it's not Tatooine, that's not how Batu feels, because it was mm. built specifically to give you this impression of you're in Star Wars now. If you have an expectation of what that looks like, it's not gonna feel the same. So no, I would not have preferred that at all. Awesome. 
Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, how about you, Kier? Same yeah. point, both of them, both. <laughs> I mean, she's right on the money regarding tattooing. Like, I absolutely. You come in with expectations. With Batu, you don't. You know, and so it, it's this magical, this what if, like, what what am I going to find? I know when I first, I haven't been to the Disney World one. Um, and the the point about you being able to see the spires from, like, the five, you know, is, is problematic because Disneyland is more compact. But I can remember, I was there opening week, and you had to get these, like, wristbands, this whole thing, and you were, like, waiting in line, and it, like, snaked through Fantasyland. And we're all standing there in our Star Wars clothes, and we're just, like, ooh, and, like, just ready to go in. And you just walk in, and I, I mean, I was, I was weeping. And you had all the people standing there and like bright suns and come in and you did the music and you felt you're like, oh my gosh, where am I? I was just in by the teacups, you know? And so it felt very, the suddenness of it worked for that first impression because it was almost like a shock value. I can remember rounding the corner and seeing the Millennium Falcon and just like sobbing like an adult, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's there, you know? And so for me, it was just like a lot, sensory, a lot to take in. Um, I think the magic of it, Disney does such such a good job with details and all of that. But I, like Sawyer was saying, the people, the cast members to get really involved in it. I had a guy trying to sell me a moisture evaporator and I wanted to buy it. But like, and he was, you know, <laughs> it was, I was like, I can't believe I'm having a conversation with some dude about a moisture evaporator. Like, it just blows my mind, the backstory these cast members have. And the Disney Play app. I don't know if you guys have used it, uh -huh. but it's a separate app where you, like the um, DJ in the bathroom, there's like a storyline on that. And you go around listening to you know, like hacking in radio signals and you're taking pictures and you're doing missions. And if you do certain missions, certain cast members will come up to you with other missions. Like it's insane how deep you could spend the whole day in Galaxy's Edge and still not do all of it. So it's wild. It's it's kind of the future, I think, of entertainment you where can spend you a see all there and not get everything. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Ah, I I love it. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Chris? I mean, uh, I usually go in via the Frontierland entrance uh, to uh, Star Wars Land, and I would think that if they did a Tatooine thing, it would have made it less less special because you're going from like a desert rocky area to another desert rocky area doesn't really work work that well um i personally love seeing the the spires all the way in the backside when you're coming to disneyland because it helps build anticipation and there's nothing else in anything park i've ever seen that has like the specific uh rock formations and anything like that so i i personally love that my favorite thing is just walking in hearing the music and then also hearing like tie fighters fly over you uh, and the speeder bikes going by, and you're like, "What's going on?" And even my friends who don't like Star Wars, they're they're instantly hooked into the whole experience just because of those little things that Disney is so good at. And you know, my I I love sitting right outside of Ronto's Roasters, right up on the perch that overlooks the Millennium Falcon, and just sitting there eating my you know my my gyro wrap, whatever it is. And there are always like new people that walk over nearby and they see the falcon for the first time or on the other side they, they walk in and see the falcon for the first time and just watching people have this like emotional reaction most of the time people cry other the kids are just so excited and you know i love i love uh harry potter land but like when you go to the hogwarts building it is smaller you know it's not the real hogwarts and the other buildings as well the millennium falcon 
is at scale. It is the Millennium Falcon. It is this huge, massive thing that you can walk underneath. Well, you technically can't, but you could walk underneath it, and it's just right there. It's just unbelievable. It's unreal, and I, I, I love it. Awesome. Ah, now, now, now I'm extra excited. No, I, a lot of people were up in arms because it was it was directly Kathleen Kennedy that made that executive decision to not have a B tattooing. Now, as someone that hasn't been there, I think it would be stupid if it was tattooing because tattooing sucks. Like the whole <laughs> point of Star Wars is tattooing sucks. Um, it's a good point. <laughs> so. Uh, I and I, I didn't mean to come that hard on it because I just asked the chat if they would <laughs> would have preferred it. But I, I am getting that you know, um, uh, uh, dark side divas. Um, your counterpart says, uh, "Nah, tattooing is too much baggage. Uh, it's the sandy armpit of the galaxy." <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, she she knows about sandy armpits, so <laughs> so it's just like. I don't know that's that's just how I feel about it. Um, everyone's supposed to get want to get away. You have to farm for moisture. Like imagine, imagine you're like thirsty and then you have to like go farm to get like a I don't know, a little cup of water. And I I can't see like having a bunch of force users and stuff around or you know lightsaber shops and stuff like that that would work it would it made sense to create a place now i don't know if you guys have read um any of the books that have uh batu in it um yeah, yeah. but that's that's partially why i feel like i feel like i've been there because i've i've read all of them um and i can't wait to meet <laughs> vi Mirati because uh she's she, she's a she's real a, one yeah um but okay, all right. Uh, you kind of mentioned. Uh, Chris mentioned. Did he mention Savi? No, he didn't mention Savi's. Uh, the <laughs> the food place. I want to talk about the food and Ronto the drinks. Ronto's, Ronto's yeah. roasters. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll go to Chris first. But what do we need to know about like the restaurants, the food, the bars, and the, the drinks? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at Disneyland, it's complicated because right now. Well, I guess there is one other place now, but for a while, Oga's Cantina was the only place where you could drink. And I think for that reason, way too many people want to go there because they want to have a beer, but it's super hard to get in. And I think that that's kind of an unfortunate decision that Disneyland continues to stick to, but I understand. Ariel's Grotto, you can get you can get a little something-something. Yeah, too. Pixar Pier, you can get Well, you can go to DCA. Something. You can definitely go to DCA and drink and, oh, okay. and, do, and do your adult fun time there. I actually go to a bar at the Grand Californian where I do my drinking when I, want to, when I want to do that. But I think that, in general, the food is great. I love Ronto's Roasters. It's a hot dog wrap. That's all it is, but it's so good. I, and they have a breakfast one now that's really good. There's a cafeteria place as well that has some some okay food but i think i think um i think batu would be served really well if they had like a larger dining experience more of a restaurant style which i hear is coming um or it's been rumored for a while but ogas is the place to be ogas is the coolest area ever in the whole world just being able to go into a cantina you have uh, dj rex not captain rex uh doing his dj thing Um, the hyperdrive fails every so often. You know, the hyperdrive, the power is all about to. It fails, and just to reactivate it, they can start hitting it hard over and over again. And I love that. And like, I'll always love like taking people there for the first time, 
when the lights go out and all that kind of stuff, like my friends always get alarmed, like what is going on? Oh my God. And then they start hitting the hyperdrive and I'm like, well, there's a 50% chance we're going to blow just FYI. And I just like sip my beer and see what they say. And they always panic. Um, so I, I, I love that experience. Um, but yeah, definitely. If you, if you go to Batu, you have to try to get to the cantina. That's one of my favorite experiences for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mostly know Oga from being terrifying from the books, but um, no, I, I, I can't wait to, uh, to try it. I have uh, Lee Wan Kenobi in the chat. Um, awesome Obi-Wan cosplayer. She says, love me a Ronto rap. Uh, mm-hmm. Aiden talks uh, Star Wars topics as uh, Endorian Tip Yip is really good. Um, yep, Yip is really good. Yeah, it is. It's the best in there, I think. Mm-hmm. It's just fried chicken. But okay. it's good. It's good. That's good. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You've just confirmed to me that it's the best thing there. Um, <laughs> Beth Beth Catan loves her cold brew calf. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, the calf yeah. at the at docking bay. The calf. <laughs> the, oh, Saint Pat says my only complaint about Batu it's not food allergy friendly. Can't eat anything there. That oh, is that, that is true. I. Uh, I don't know that. So when I was little, we tested me for for allergies, and I came up allergic to literally everything, almost everything except for the common one. So I'm not allergic to uh, shellfish uh, or peanuts, um, but everything else. And I was allergic to so many things that my parents were like, ah, screw it. And then we just (laughs) steady the course. Um Let's see, Dark Side Divas. Which books feature Batu? There is a Black Spire book. It is a sequel to the Phasma book, so I highly recommend reading Phasma mm-hmm. first, which is Mad Max in space and delightful. But um, that's a great uh, description. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's there. It's also featured in Thrawn Alliances. That's um, what I've read. That one's amazing. Yeah. That's maybe the best one to read. Yeah, uh, I need a I need a Vader Thrawn buddy cop. Uh, movie right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 a good one. And then also, I believe it pops up in uh, Force Collector as well. Um, there's a Black Spire like outpost guide too, and then there's the Vi Marathi one with Cardinal. Which mm-hmm, one is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that is that, that is Black Spire. That is Black. Okay, Spire. sorry, sorry, yeah. I'm getting it mixed up. <laughs> um. But awesome. All right, uh, Sora, how about you? Food, drink, you just turned 21. Uh, I got to hear your thoughts. As well as I had a new thing uh, introduced by Libra One Kenobi. He says, Team Blue Milk or Team Green Milk. Ooh. I'll let Chris answer that first before I go. Mm. I mean, it's not, I mean, Green Milk, Blue Milk, and Disneyland, I mix them. I always buy both and mix them. But it kills me that Hollywood mm. Studios, you can get it with booze because I've always yep. wanted to try that. I'm like we don't have that option. Yeah, we we don't have that option. Yeah, we. I feel ripped uh, off. We can do that. We also have an alcoholic beverage in um, Docking Bay Seven. Uh, we <laughs> we are what? much freer. It's still difficult to get into Ogas, but not nearly as much mm-hmm. as it is in Disneyland. Um, mm-hmm. Especially not right now. Now that they're you know smaller capacity, but the restaurants are full capacity now. I don't. Know. But anyway. Um, yeah, so I actually, I'm a big fan of the Galaxy's Edge food. Um, I think quick service food is really hit or miss. Um, and for a long time, Hollywood Studios was known to have the worst food. Um, but now in Toy Story Land, like that 
quick service restaurant is phenomenal. And Docking Bay 7, I really like it. I do get the same thing every time. Uh, the cardio ribs, they're really good. Um, but um, yeah, no, I really like that food and I love Ronto wraps. Uh, it is it is pretty expensive compared to the other food in the park. Um, but I think it's worth it. Um, but Olga's, um, I had been there a couple times before, obviously not as an adult, a real adult. Um, and so I got to go uh, last Monday, or not last Monday, two Saturdays ago. Yeah, that's right. Monday was my sister's um, Two Saturdays ago, it was my 21st birthday. I went with my family. I had had a sip before of the Fuzzy Tauntaun, just a little bit to see, because that's the one that like numbs your Oh, yeah. Nose. That was from a friend of the channel, Victoria, correct? <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> um, but she would have. Uh, but no, no. Um, I, yeah, so my, my mom, my dad, and I, we all ordered something different so we could try as much as possible. I can't remember what mine was called. Um, but what I really love about both the drinks and the food in Galaxy's Edge is they really do a good job of making it alien. Um, there's a lot of experimentation with how they present the food, like the different ingredients that they use. Um, my, the first drink I ordered was like, um, it was like a passion fruit margarita with fruit puree and it was just this like orange blob and it looked not like fruit it just looked like what is this I don't know um and it had salt on the rim that was like dyed my hands black because it was like charcoal salt or something I don't know um and uh you know the fuzzy tauntaun comes with the the numbing stuff and when you order it the server tells you oh this drink is not for humans be careful um and then the second thing that I ordered was essentially a jello shot but mm -hmm. it comes in a petri dish and it had popping boba in it like underneath the jello and pop rocks so it came to me and it was making the noise because it had pop rocks on it and the server came over and she was like um so those are frog eggs donated to um you by our frog kevin and i was like oh okay and then you know <laughs> in the tank over in the cantina is this frog named kevin apparently um and um that was one of the weirdest things I've ever consumed, but it was really good. <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, that's what I love about the, both the food and the, I mean, like, there's a lot of weird, like, flavor combinations that happen um, with the different um, foods and just, yeah, like I said, the presentation of everything. Um, and um, for the last part of the question, I'm a green milk kind of person. The blue milk is too sweet for me. Um, but I haven't tried it with rum yet. I will probably the next time I go. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Uh, I also had a real quick question in the chat. Chosen Pumpkin said, um, I know they have characters who play roles, but are there any animated characters there? Uh, Hondo mm -hmm. Onaka. Hondo, yeah. Mm -hmm. my, favorite, my favorite person in all of Batu. I think that was the first time I went to Batu. I had no idea he was there because I, I went out of my way not to spoil anything. And uh, when I heard uh, I was going into the, uh, what is it, Onaka Transports building, I was like, why does that name sound so familiar? And then <laughs> I there was no line, so I didn't get to hear any of the dialogue that you hear when you're in line going through the engine room. And I walk right in, and I see Hondo right there, and I started bawling 
None of my friends knew who he was because they never seen anything other than the movies. And I love, like, I'm bawling at Hondo while Hondo is being accused of selling uh, illegal arms and engines. And he's like, no, 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 I have no idea what you're talking about. He breaks the communication and says, kill him. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, oh, that's Hondo. <laughs> my friends looked at me very strange. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm about to do a, a what if, um, but I want to write this and make it like more in-depth. But what if it was Hondo that they ran into in Tatooine and like you had old Obi-Wan Kenobi and he runs into Hondo there and they go with Hondo instead of um, Han Solo. I think that would just be a wild ride and uh, I have some, some stuff right, planned, I, so stay tuned. <laughs> I gotta believe Obi-Wan would just walk out. <laughs> like, uh, Kenobi. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not doing this right now. Goodbye. Oh <laughs> hell no! Uh, he's like my friend. My friend. Uh, I was telling you about him. Yeah, I. Yeah, I would. I, I would. I'd love to see it. Um, uh, how about you, Kira? I mean, Chris and Sorry have covered a lot of it. Uh, one thing I will say, they used to have this Ronto jerky that they don't anymore. I really liked that. But that's gone. I know they're actively like working on the menus. So I didn't. I didn't know that's gone. You just yeah, crushed, this crushed I mean, my spirit right now. Did they have oh, the charcuterie board in uh, California? Sorry, what? Do they have the charcuterie board in California? In Ogas. Mm-hmm. In Ogas. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. yeah, and that stuff is really good, um, but really weird because I don't know ever what I'm putting in my mouth. It's just like. <laughs> Nothing on the charcuterie board's identifiable, so whatever. You get yeah, you get like one piece of cauliflower, like two pieces of I don't know. It's it's weird. That's so cool. <laughs> God, now I'm I'm just like it's keep getting extra extra pumped to go. Um, I, I'm hitting y'all up uh, when when I go. That's gonna be um, me and Element Seven are gonna gonna plan a, a trip and so. nice. So I'm going. Up. I'm going tomorrow. Ooh, <laughs> lucky! Yeah, the, this week is Gay Days, or Gay Days weekend. So I'm going. I'm heading to Anaheim tomorrow. Going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Awesome! So very excited. Ah, uh, man, I miss. I, I, I miss going on, on all the the different days. You know, I mean, I remember. There's <laughs> there's a picture of me with a mohawk and it was like a punk day at Disneyland and <laughs> I I literally like shaved off everything and then relaxed my hair and went up into a mohawk and um, I had a tattoo of a dolphin on my neck just to make me look tough. Can hey, we get a photo of tough. this? <laughs> Whew, that's a uh, that would be telling. <laughs> <laughs> My, my favorite day is goth day because you have, you know, mm-hmm. all these goths showing up, but they're still Disneyland fans. So they're, they show up, they're all dark and bleak and whatever, but they're still smiling and giggling, having fun like kids. It's so, so funny. Yeah. yeah. You're not getting on Haunted, Ma- uh, Haunted Mansion that day, but. Uh... No. <laughs> yeah. We always call it a bat day. Um, but oh, okay so we've talked about some of the characters and stuff like that but how about uh yeah locations characters the lore in the park um the rides um i don't know what how, how do you guys feel and this time i'm going to cure first I, that's why i start with a different person each time so that you don't get everything taken every time <laughs> no all good all good I, I love that we all love the same things 
Um, as far as locations and lore in the park, two things I'll talk about. I'm a gamer, and don't judge me here, but the two games I'm going to talk about is Sims and then on the Oculus Quest. So in Sims, oh. there's this whole thing. There's like a whole Galaxy's Edge thing where you can go and be part of the Rebellion or the First Order or whatever. But then there's all these camps. It's like encampment where Rise of the Resistance is. So it's fun for me, even though I don't play Sims that often, like just to be like, oh my gosh, the camp's right there and right over there is this. And then if you go through those trees right there, you know. Um, and then on the Oculus Quest, you can do, I forget what it's called off the top of my head, but it's a whole Galaxy's Edge thing. And I love it because you can explore too. You go, you fight, you like in the woods, like, you know, those like rocks that you see in the distance, you're like on those. Uh, there's a whole other cantina <laughs> in Galaxy's Edge uh, if you look where Oga is and you're up to the left, you're like, that's where that is. I've been in there, you know? Um, you get to that's meet cool. all these people, like the droid depot. You like get to meet everything, like the guy behind it and go on quests and stuff. So it's Disney and Lucasfilm does a great job of just, like Story was talking about earlier, like building out the lore and putting Batuu in other areas. So you feel, oh my gosh, I, I know this. This is part of the story. So. Awesome. Uh, I love it. Uh, how about you, Soria? Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, hold on, like, I, I think this is a, an appropriate time to bring up Rise of the Resistance, um, because that is, like, the ultimate lore experience, right? Because then, you, all of a sudden, you're part of the story. Yes, Batu is structured along this idea of, oh, you know, you are experiencing a canon day in Star Wars. But nothing quite seals that deal like Rise of the Resistance. Um, are we allowed to talk about it, or are people like in the chat not want spoilers for that? Or um, Well, I have a... Let's see here. Uh, talk around it for a, a moment. Um, I believe I have something for spoilers. Okay. Just so that people can know. Um, but I think, you know, just the idea of you being able to be put, like, that is the part of Betu that puts you in the story the most. Um, and they, you know, spared no expense to make sure that that was, um, oh, does that mean I can do it now? There we go. Now? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, spoiler <laughs> manner. Uh, okay. It's pretty okay. subtle, if you, but if you look, <laughs> I put a spoiler banner up. If you don't want to hear about the Rise of the it. Resistance... Um, you can mute yourself or whatever, but as soon as this is gone, we're, we're off the topic. Um, okay, okay, so I'll, I'll go nuts. But, um, you know, just the... Before, before Batu, you know, you had the people who worked at the Haunted Mansion who were like, ooh, and you have the people uh, at the Hollywood Tower of Terror who were like, mm. um, <laughs> um And besides that, you didn't get a lot of, like, acting or like feeling like you were a part of the story now you have the resistance uh you know giving you a mission the first order capturing you you like the, the when every time that the main like when the first first order officer walks on board your ship and tells uh -huh. everybody to get the heck out like that is just ugh, it's so cool um and just uh you know i love talking about this because it, it like just makes me feel some type of way i have you guys may know i have some friends who are maybe not so much of a fan of the schools 
um, not name dropping anybody, but you know, you might know them. Um, I don't think you should have... be friends with them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, these people have told me that it does like they throw that all aside because of how incredible that ride is, and that's still an amazing experience for them. And I think that's really a testament to how incredible that ride is and how unique it is to any other theme park experience you can have anywhere in the world. Um, so that for me, I think is like the ultimate, like best, most incredible thing about like the lore of the park, because yeah, there's all those nitpicky things that I'm going to be looking for that like a diehard Star Wars fan is going to be looking for, but definitely in Florida, we don't have as many cast members super into it. Um, mm. That may just be because of, right now because everybody kind of switched positions just to try to fill spots during COVID. Um, but also, um, I've definitely had more immersive interactions with cast members in Disneyland than I have in Disney World. Uh -huh. um, so to have that as a constant, granted, it's really hard to get on that ride and I'm not a huge fan of how that's constructed and I hope that does change. But if you have the chance, like that is, you're in Star Wars. Like that is, that is, every Star Wars fan's dream come true right there. Right. Yeah. Awesome. And it's long. It's not just like a quick oh, ride. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a 20 minute ride, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing, it's worth it. Yeah. Awesome, and uh, how about you, Chris? And if you wanna start with Rise of the Resistance, yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I can I'll, clear the banner. I, this isn't, <laughs> I mean, this is technically a spoiler, but the interaction with Kylo Ren on that ride is the most scared I've ever been in my life. Period. Um, <laughs> I I still love it, but that was intense, and that's the only spoiler thing I'll say uh, about Rise of the Resistance. Um, I love both the Falcon ride and Rise of the Resistance. I definitely dislike the virtual queue thing, but that's my favorite. Really, my favorite thing about two is just walking around. I stand Vi. I love her so much. I. Every time she comes around, I'm like, oh, my God, trouble's about to start. Because in, like, a minute or two, Stormtrooper is going to roll up on me and give me some give me some crap or whatever. And <laughs> um, though they haven't been doing that because of COVID um, in the past since it's open. But before COVID, that was always a situation where I'm, like, waiting in line for Ogas or something. And Vi comes up to me and she's like, you know, you, are, you, are you cool? Are you a member of the Resistance? I'm like, no, 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 don't talk to me. They're going to come. They're going to come talk to me next if you talk to me. And then a minute later, like stormtroopers will be like, have you seen this person? And I'm like, don't, please stop harassing me. And it's even worse when Kylo Ren's there too. Like whoever <laughs> the person gets to play Kylo Ren must have so much fun with, with being that character. It's just so cool. Um, Savi's workshop by far is my favorite experience at a theme park of all time. I mm -hmm. every time one of the side reasons why I love bringing new people to it is they always want to build a lightsaber. I don't have enough money or enough space anymore to keep building lightsabers, so I'll be like, <laughs> "Let me go with you," because they'll let you. If you have at least one person building a lightsaber, they'll let you bring a guest with them. So I'll go in with them and watch the whole experience, and uh, it always makes me cry every time I do it. Um, Yoda showing up at the end is really cool. So. I would definitely recommend it. The Droid Depot is also extremely cool. I can't get over how cool that is. Watching my droid come alive is my favorite thing ever. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I love it. I love the whole thing. Awesome. Uh, I love. It. I got some people in the chat saying how. Um, uh, let's see here. 
Where'd it go? <laughs> um, I mean, Brooke absolutely sobbed during uh, during Safi's. Um, Me too. <laughs> Camilla said, I cry during the pre-show of Rise every time. I will join the Cosray. Um, so I, I don't know if they're still doing this, but at Donk Ondar's Den of Antiquities, whatever it was called, uh, you, where you go to buy the Holocrons and the Wayfinders, apparently some of the Wayfinders have a Kyber Crystal in there. And I saw somebody buy uh, a Wayfinder with the black Kyber Crystal in it, which is supposedly really, really rare. So I totally mm-hmm. followed them and decided at the last minute I was going to buy a lightsaber so I can watch this dude use that black crystal in the lightsaber just to see what like how it would light up and stuff. And it was like this deep, dark, sinister purple. It was so cool looking and so insane. <laughs> I, I was so jealous. Lucky um, you, yeah. I'm super jealous. I think they do still do that. I think it's like one in every 90 or something is a black one um but yeah um also i was reading the chat and someone said has anyone done chewy mode have you guys done yes chewy mode? oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and yeah. then you push those certain buttons it's so cool it's so cool um i have i tried i victoria and i tried when we last saw each other and we couldn't do it we thought we did it <laughs> we heard chewy and then we were like Hondo right after him. You're like, dang it. <laughs> well, uh, Kier, if, if you wouldn't mind explaining to anyone in the chat that doesn't know uh, what Chewy Mode yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give spoilers, but when you go on the Millennium Falcon ride, if you get people and you, you, you it's you all these buttons on the side in the front, and if you push a certain sequence, kind of like cheat codes back in the old console days, you get Chewy Mode, and it's worth it, let me tell you. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it is worth it. I am terrible at the Millennium Falcon ride. Uh, I do not like to be the pilot. Pilot. I did it the first. I did it once, so I can pull the hyperspace uh, thing. <laughs> that was it. I was good enough. I'm good being engineer in the back because it's so much pressure, like flying it around. <laughs> engineer is low key the best because you just push buttons. You watch the rest of it. You're like into it and way too to like you know enjoy it unless you're really good at it, which also I am not. So I hear you. <laughs> uh, uh, Cam- Camilla says. Uh, POV, you're six foot two, surrounded by four foot kids and zombies, and you're you're the only one sobbing. <laughs> that, that is, you're describing was, me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's relatable. Uh, I, I I love it. And then uh, Vanessa was in there talking about how you know how much you mentored to, to see Ray. Um, I I just I, I saw a, a video of like bunch of grown men hassling Ray because they didn't like the sequels and you're like mm. really you know that's a, a a complaint my friends always have about Batu is that there's not enough immersion there's not enough costume characters people are jerks everywhere and you know I don't know about Disney World but Disneyland there are always people harassing the costume characters that's why they have like security people right next to them and it's such a tragedy because I agree I would love more costume characters but yeah, people do harass Ray, and they don't harass Chewie, which, you know, but they, they do harass Ray. Vi got harassed. I saw her get harassed a couple times, and that kind of stuff sucks. And every time I see that, I always say something, um, and I'm glad that Disney security is very discreet, but they are there. They will swoop yeah. in, take them out very quickly, and you won't even know what just happened. Like, people are suddenly gone. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm because I'm terrified. I'm gonna get kicked out for like, <laughs> like what? What are you? No, saying? no. I, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's actually I was talking to um, 
I was talking to, to Miss Aggie uh, of Marilou, and we were trying to find a word, because of all the stuff that just happened recently with the Ahsoka Luke thing, and we're like, okay, so if if a beard is a woman that like a gay man will use to pretend he's not gay, what do you call a misogynist that uses Ahsoka to pretend he's not a misogynist? Like, there <laughs> needs to be... We need a coin of a, 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 there needs to be a term for this, right? I mean, I feel like a lot of that just got <laughs> just got exposed. So, I will be accepting um, submissions. Uh, anyone in the chat, if you if you have an idea for for a term, um, but no, I I I can't wait. And I I think about all of these um, all these people's experience. Kier, your first Star Wars experience was at Disneyland. And think about all these kids that were going to grow up and their first thing is going to be seeing Rey and Kylo Ren and all this stuff. And then they're going to go home and watch the movies and like, oh, that's going to be so exciting. Like such a cool way to experience it, to be like, I've been in Star Wars already. Um, you I hope just... it's for granted, right? You hope it's not just like, oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> I just I envy that so much because uh, and and I, I wish more people could see that of like it's not just nostalgia for us adults but we have to mm. to see what this could possibly do for the future you know yeah um and uh, I mean on, on that note that was that was actually the next question I wasn't planning that but what impact do you think the park has on the, the visitors and the children going forward um, and then also. Since we are, we are, you know, starting to go along. I'm gonna kind of package in some of the other questions, of um, you know, what is there that you never got to see, and what would you like to see added in the future? And I'll go to uh, to Chris first. Oh gosh. Uh, well, I I don't know the impact. Um, I'm old. I'm almost forty. So I I no longer have the the that child experience of like watching Star Wars for the first time and like, you know, spending a full day, like pretending to be in the Star Wars universe. Maybe, maybe I still do that, but, um, you know, to, to kids in my life, Ray Skywalker is their Luke Skywalker. Kylo Ren is their Darth Vader and how they perceive Batu. I can't imagine how cool it must be for them. I never got to have anything that cool when I was a kid. The closest I got was Star Tours and the consequence of that, which by the way, I have a poster right there of star tours um, <laughs> is I would make, I would make my family take me on star tours four or five times each visit, even though star tours had the longest line at that point. Uh, so, you know, I, I can't, I can't even imagine what the impact's going to be. It's going to be way bigger than I could possibly imagine. I don't know. I, you know, I can't imagine what they could add to Batu at this point to make it better. But I kind of would like to, wouldn't mind seeing um, fly, uh, drones uh, disguise, uh, dressed as droids flying around Batu. That would be kind of a cool atmospheric thing. Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of difficult, uh, and there's concerns, safety concerns with something like that. That would be cool. I don't necessarily need another ride or or something there. I am openly wondering about Star Tours. For Disneyland in particular, it's kind of weird that Star Tours is in Tomorrowland, and then on the other side you have a Star Wars land. So I think that I don't want Star Tours to go away, but I kind of feel like that needs to be addressed somehow. And I've had some friends suggest that there was space or a way to move Star Tours. I can't imagine them actually doing that. Um, so I don't know, but I would I would like for that to be resolved somehow, some way. Um, 
but yeah, I, I would, I just want more Star Tours or Star Wars in general. So if they want to do add more to it, I'm assuming they're going to, because I think it's been a very successful venture thus far. Um, you know, mm, just more. Yeah, uh, that that would be. I, are you thinking about that? Is is Space Mountain still Hyperspace Mountain? No. Okay. It's not. It is sometimes. Wait. Every now and then, it like it bring comes back around. I think. Yeah, I think the for um, May the fourth they do it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The last okay. time I the when I went in what was it 2019 when it opened when I went there it was Hyperspace Mountain and I was like what is this I don't want. I want Space Mountain. I don't want Star Wars Space Mountain. Yeah, um, it, that is incorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make up for the fact that Rise didn't open with the land open, they kept Space Mountain as Hyperspace Mountain. I loved the. I loved it the first time I did it, but I was craving original Space Mountain, uh, and yeah. it's such a great experience. Uh, the only thing, the only negative I have to say about Walt Disney World is their Space Mountain. It's just not for it's me. It's better. What are you talking about? It's like it's the original. It's we have the original. Yeah, uh, we call it Matterhorn here. Um, so um, it, and it's, it's nicer. The building looks nicer. Oh. It's teeny weeny little compact. Wait, wait. What do you what do you mean by that? It's similar to Matterhorn. It it uh, when I went on Space Mountain in Walt Disney World. Uh, so I used to be scared of roller coasters. And I would cry, it, cry going on them and all, all that kind of stuff. Sam, is your opinion valid? No offense. <laughs> Uh, no, never. It's never valid. I'm just a nerd. Uh, but no, I, I thought Space Mountain was a totally, like, uh, the Space Mountain Walt Disney World just wasn't as scary as it was at, at the Disneyland one. Um, at the time, they had a lot of lights booming from the bottom up. I know they don't do that anymore, but they had a lot of lights that made, allowed you to see the entire track. There were no uh, stars mm. anywhere when I was going on the ride. So it was kind of weird, and that kind of painted my impression of space mountain at walt disney world so um that said uh the thunder mountain at walt disney world is so cool i love it so much and it, that is a uh it, it's just really cool how it ha it's like a it has a bigger experience the train stations on the inside not the outside it's super cool nice i uh <laughs> i fractured my ankle doing a front flip um over a ledge uh the walkway out of Big Thunder Railroad. Oh, so I, I used that was that was good times. Good job. Um, <laughs> uh, how how about you, Kier? Uh What do you think of Kids for the Future? What did you see you never thought you'd see, and what would you like to see? I mean, I just never really quite thought I'd see something like Batu, you know. But it's it's exciting to see that. It's exciting to see what could be you know i think a restaurant is a great point like a sit-down restaurant would be really nice i think maybe not like a fast ride but i think there are other like entertainment options whether that's a show whether that's some kind of walkthrough thing with i think the more like audience involvement that can happen the better um so i think an interesting um point an interesting uh, turning point will be the Star Wars Hotel in Disney World because of that interactive experience and because of how you, you can shape what your journey and your destination will be. I'd love to see that in the parks, whether that's with magic bands or whatever, like where stormtroopers can come up and identify you as, oh yes, you're with the resistance, come with us and you get a special experience because you've done XYZ quests or whatever, you know? I think that they're laying the ground for that. And that could be really real. There's just so much there. So I'd, I'd love to see that. Yeah, that would be cool. 
Well, Disney World's just getting all of the cool stuff. Like they're getting Tron, they're getting the Guardians ride. Um, I know. It, it's just know. insane. Yeah. Well, we have more space. Yeah, it helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, how about you, Sawyer? Um, by the way, I just I, I'm sure most people who know, and I was joking about the your opinion not mattering. I'm not a, oh, I don't care. If you listen to my um, podcast, my co-host abuses me like the whole time, so it's it's totally cool. I'm, it's I'm the used best. To it. Well, <laughs> I just needed, but um. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I think what Kara touched upon. I was gonna bring up the hotel as well because that is opening soon, um, and that is supposed to be like a cruise experience. But it also is. They're very much like we don't know a lot, but we're very. They're pushing this. You are a character. You're going to be a Jedi. You're going to be this. Like, you're going to have an option to wear your costume in the hotel or whatever. And so I think there absolutely will be some kind of identification process like you bring up. Um, And I think I personally don't see a way for there to be, like, I can't really think of another ride that would belong in uh, in Batu. I, entertainment-wise... It's kind of tough. You know, there was this rumor for a while that, oh, they're going to replace all the characters with the Mandalorian characters. <laughs> they can't do that. Um, and they're not going to do that. And I think I would be upset if they did that because they, you would have to, you know, it, it's one of those things in the community that, like, there's all these rumors come out and, like, half the fandom believes them. But... Disney would not have spent the time and money they did on making Batu the way it is to just scratch it all out and bring in Grogu. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I would like to see, I, I think we're all wishing for those special character interactions that we had before COVID to come back. Um, when I was in Disneyland, I had, Hannah and I had like a 20 minute excursion with Vimerati. You know, she toured the entire place with us. She brought Hannah directly to Chewbacca um she put in a good word for me um to ray and we played this game where we hid from the stormtroopers that is what that part of the park was built for and i think that coming back will just add so much more magic back into that place it's still magical as is but that is something i think i'm i'm personally missing that we can't have right now um and um and yeah, I mean, I I haven't heard anything about a sit down restaurant, but I'm but I'm I'm down for that. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and in terms of the impact, I think I actually always tell people that it's more fun to go to Batu as an adult, and I only say that because as a child, you're not going to be noticing all the small details that come with Batu. And I think originally when uh, Batu first opened, there were a lot of people who were like, what is this? Like, this is not for the normal Star Wars fan. I think that <laughs> consensus has changed. Um, but for me, personally, you know, I wouldn't be able to enjoy it as much as I do if I didn't have that, like, extra passion for Star Wars. Noticing the music, noticing, you know, going into the, um, I was there the other day and I went to the bazaar and I went to the pet adoption center or whatever Uh um and the guy was like oh you know what are you like are you what do you do here whatever and i was like oh um i am a reptile mammal biologist and blah 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 blah." like you know i wouldn't be able to do that if i was a kiddo but at the same time i can't speak to the experience of a child 
like, I don't know what it's like to be a young kid getting into Star Wars and seeing your hero working on her droid in the little area where Rey works. So, uh, you know, it, it, I, I like what you said, Chris, about Rey and Kylo being the Vader and Luke of this generation. It, they absolutely are. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, at the very least, I think it goes into my theory that 10 years from now, the sequels are going to be loved a lot more mm-hmm. out loud than they are right now. Uh, my uh, one of the fir- one of the first times I went to Batu, my friend went to go buy a porg at the marketplace, and uh, the guy was like, "You're not going to eat the porg, right?" And the guy was like, "Wait, what? It's a stuffed animal." He's like, "No, it's not. It's a it's a porg." And and my friend didn't realize like you're supposed to be in character right now. You're supposed to treat this as a real thing. So he bought the porg. We walked over to the X-wing where Ray and Chewie were working on it. And Ray sees the porg. She looks at Chewie and says, "No more. We're not supposed to cook them here. And you keep that thing away from the X-wing because they get into the. You know, she rattles off all the different places that a porg could sneak in. And I was like so overblown with joy. My friend was like, "I just bought a stuffed animal. Why are people attacking me over the damn porg?" <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Oh. oh. Yeah, I, 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 I need, I really do need to go. But, uh, sorry, were you going to say something here? Oh. <laughs> what? Oh. Um, awesome. Well, I, I, I love it. Uh, thank, thank you guys. I'm, I, I, the last question is, are you guys planning to go to a celebration? Yeah, um, we'll be yeah. there. I have my pass. I think if I told you no, uh, you'd, like, show up at my house tomorrow and be like, you're going! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, all right. That means it's gonna be a big old, big old meetup. We're gonna hang. Um, yeah, I don't. To- I don't think I'm actually gonna go to the actual events. Uh, I know there's a podcaster meetup or whatever, but I'm definitely. I love going to Disneyland around celebration time when they have it at the Anaheim Convention Center. So, mm-hmm. it's my favorite. I mean, the best convention I've ever been to was Celebration 2015. Um, mm. That was just, it was just a magical time. I, I don't know. It was transcendent. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, I, I want to thank you guys all again for, for coming out here and hanging out with me and, and nerding out about um, Disneyland and, and Star Wars. And uh, yeah, it was just, just a lot of fun. Awesome conversation. And yeah, I appreciate all of you. And I, I say this all the time. But um, you know, you guys will be invited back on. It's it just, it's just tough. Uh, Kier, I've been trying to get you on for a while too because uh, I just, I just love your. If you're not following oh, her already, thanks. please do. Her content is is excellent. Um, thanks. And definitely dark side divas. But I want to go around and ask, um, what upcoming Star Wars project has you the most excited? Uh, and then, and then, Sorry, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, so, so what has you the most excited? Um, and, you know, let us know if you have any closing thoughts and where we can find you and your awesome content. Uh, I will go ahead and start with Chris. Oh, uh, 
Jeez, uh, so much pressure. I'm so I I want a book of Boba Fett trailer right now. Uh, that needs to happen ASAP, please, please, please. It's supposed to come out in December and it's September. So, um, but I'm I'm excited for every every Star Wars project. Star Wars Visions, which is coming up, is looks like beyond spectacular. I cannot wait to see it at the Ahsoka show. I love Ahsoka so much. One so, week from today. I know. So I, I, I my answer is all of it. Um, and in terms of where you can uh, find me, I am a co-host of Dark Side Divas. We do a, uh, we're going through the entire Star Wars saga in chronological order. We're on Clone Wars right now. We're going to be in Clone Wars for like two, three years, I think, at this point. But um, <laughs> we're having a lot of fun, and you can follow. We do a lot of content on TikTok uh, at Dark Side Divas, and we're on Twitter at Dark Side Divas as well. So just check us out there. Awesome, love it. And uh, Kier. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for everything Visions next week. I am really, really stoked about the Acolyte. I don't think we know a lot yet. It's down the road. But who? Oh my gosh, I have theories. I think about this at night when I can't sleep. Like, I am so stoked for that. What's so. your theory? What's your theory? No, that is a whole different podcast. Okay. I've got okay. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you got me but excited. But I think there's some really cool stuff, like, coming down the pipeline. I think this, the Visions... I don't mean actual visions, but the vision that is, you know, that Star Wars is moving towards and what we're going towards is just so exciting. Um, Have you been keeping up with High Republic stuff? No, I'm I am in it right now. So I am reading through. I, I haven't read everything yet. No, but I'm inhaling it at the moment. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said you, you had theories. And since oh, Acolyte yeah. is the tail end of the High Republic. Um, yeah. You know, I just, I just thought I would ask, um, and then real quick before I go to Sawyer, I just want to say that I didn't even, I didn't think of, I know I haven't been, but I think there could be a some sort of ride, um, a la like the Peter Pan ride and stuff like that. That's a journey into the Force, and using that type of medium, you know, maybe you travel through the world between worlds and. You get to, and that is the medium with which you get to experience um, the characters and stuff that that you remember from the past and the prequels and stuff like that. And you, so I like, I like that. That's very clever. It'd be a good way to get people in while still staying, you know, the rest of the park. What is it? Post Last Jedi is where it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, What were we gonna say, Chris? No, I was saying I'm sold. Let's build that ride right now. Yeah. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was just trying to think of like what what could be done, but yeah, yeah, I think I think that would be the ticket. Um, and let's see here. I have Ben Skywalker saying he's excited for Boba, Ahsoka, and Kenobi. Um, Camilla saying Leslie Headland is the goat. Can't wait for the acolyte. Uh, Lord Dagovir, aka Let's Go. Hella excited for Visions. Um, Edge of Balance, which is out. I haven't read it yet. It's it's on my Kindle. And everything High Republic. Um, lots of excitement. Even Suki is excited. Uh, <laughs> uh, how, how about you, Sawyer? Come on. Come on. What am I... I, I actually forgot what I was most excited for and then I remembered. Um... <laughs> Because my answer for the past, what, like six months has been the Acolyte. Um, no, uh, I, 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 I need a 
PC. I don't have one. Um, oh, or a PS5. Um, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm going to eat it all up. I don't care about these YouTube videos that are like, this person never played KOTOR Minute. No. I am so excited. That's my livelihood. That's the reason I have this platform. I screamed because nobody told me like I found out about it like six hours after the announcement like no one I was expecting someone to like tag me or send it to me or something no I was just scrolling through my phone and I saw it and I was like what (laughs) (sighs) Um, because if you guys don't know I've been kind of MIA recently and when I'm online I'm like I dived you know headfirst into Marvel for the first time in my life. Um, mm. And so that is where most of my like nerddom has been for the past couple of months. Um, that was what I needed. I needed a slap in the face from Star Wars to be like, <laughs> girl, get back in your lane. This is where you belong. Mm. Oh my God. I just over the moon. I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> for KOTOR. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I am ready for that myself. I, um, personally, Visions, I'm super excited. Like like I said, I took the day off of work. I'm going to make a bunch of content that day and just try <laughs> to crank it out. That's why I'm trying to, like, get all my setup and I'm trying to, like, put together my um, Adobe Premiere Productions and, like, get a bunch of stuff so I can just, like, you know, crank it out like an organ grinder. Um, nice. And... So I'm super excited for that, but also I think I think the acolyte is is what we need um, mm-hmm. going forward. You know, I think we ended up in this weird situation where there is people who um, didn't love the prequels, who was making Star Wars stuff, so that stuff didn't get a lot of love, and that's why some people now look at the sequels and are like there wasn't any prequel representation stuff like that but i i love how leslie headland who herself is a huge expanded universe fan huge tabletop rpg fan huge original trilogy fan um she wasn't the biggest prequels fan Mm. so in her writer's room she got a bunch of prequels fans and she got uh Clone Wars and Rebels fans, and she got someone who is new to Star Wars to make sure all this stuff makes sense to a regular person. <laughs> um, and so I think with that DNA, like it, it's, the possibilities are endless. Plus, I've just been loving the High Republic. I, it's mm-hmm. it's been peak Star Wars, in in my opinion. This is coming from a huge Legends fan as well. Um, Suki is also excited, um, <laughs> but. That's how I feel. Um, once again, thank you guys for coming out and for joining me on this journey conversation. I look forward to chilling with all of you guys um, at Galaxy's Edge once I get to go. But uh, thank you so much, and may the Force be with you always. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>